broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thank you for joining me with Beyond the Movement, the Pilates Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. Today is a wonderful day. We have an interview with Mary Bowen, who is an elder of Joseph Pilates, and I'm very honored to have her on the show today. Also, she's just a wonderful person, and you're going to really enjoy this interview, and you'll just you'll be touched by her voice. You'll be touched by what she has to say. You'll be inspired. It's just a wonderful, wonderful interview. One of the things that Mary and I talk about is classical versus contemporary Pilates. Let me clarify what that means. I don't mean that there's classical Pilates and then contemporary Pilates. What I'm saying is that there is a debate out there on how Pilates has evolved. And what that means is that the method, the Pilates method is a template, but the way that it's interpreted, the way that it's delivered can sometimes differ, especially as our knowledge grows with the body and body mechanics and and things like that that Joseph Pilates didn't have the knowledge of back then because we as a society didn't have the knowledge of that back then. So what we're saying is that each teacher has their own way of delivering the message, even though the method is the same. But we can be creative. We can be inspiring to our students. We can get inspired by our students as we are teaching the Pilates method because what you'll hear Mary say is that Joe really believed, Joe and Claire really believed that as long as you are incorporating the whole self mindfully through the movement, then you can, um, then you then it is Pilates. So I wanted to clarify that my views on classical versus contemporary Pilates isn't that there's a, a line of distinction. It's that there is a debate out there and you'll hear Mary and I talk about that. So stay tuned and listen into the interview with Mary Bowen, one of the Pilates elders. Thank you, Mary, for joining me on today's show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Um, how are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Great. It's a beautiful sunny day in Connecticut. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wanted to um, uh, share with you that uh, starting my journey in Pilates started with an injury, and I understand that yours also uh, started similarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're lucky, I think, when you get to Pilates that way because you really you know you know the value of it is right away you improve. And I was 29 when I started with uh, slip discs several times a year, and I just knew that if I don't do something to change this, I'm I'm not going to be healthy by the time I'm 40. So I found his article of article on the, in the paper on Joe, and he was a he was a sort of stark striking figure in the article with bare chest, hairy bare chest and bare legs, a little swimming trunk and a white mane of hair. And he looked to me like a human lion. And so I was attracted to to read, well, who is this? And it said he was Joseph Pilates and he had this system of exercise called Contrology. And what caught me was he said he based it all on the baby and the cat. And I just intuitively um, responded to that, never having had a baby, never having had a cat. I went to him, and, you know, in a sense, you learn more and more how to be a cat the longer you do it, Heidi, because even now, since seven, nine, since I was 75 last year, my spine finally knows how to relax and let go and be long like a cat is when it stretches out, and you think, 
who is that? That was one size cat, and now it's like twice as long. <laughs> I found the the facility. It must be the it must be the fascia that is is throughout the body that can can just let go and expand and and run. And the spine now, when I demonstrate, none none of the young people can do it. No, I think you almost have to get older to do Pilates better and better. That's what I'm finding out. Sure. Because because you try too hard when you're young. You try so hard, you you limit the the freedom that is in you to one day achieve. So that's interesting. So I went to him and studied with him six years. And then when he was too ill to teach, he had you coming in three times a week He is, is what he would demand. But I couldn't come three times a week because I had to take a train from Connecticut to get there. So he allowed me to go two times a week for six years, and that really made a whole different body. And then I had to find another teacher, and I went to Bob Seed, who he, he had trained. And in seven years I was there, and then seven years I went to Ramana, who these are famous names in the method, uh, Krishnaska, and then seven years with Kathy Grant, and then five years with Bruce King, and seven years with a young teacher, John Claude West, who I had trained in Pilates and was now going into the biomechanical understanding and much deeper into the anatomy of movement. So then he went west to California, and I've since 1995 been with Christine Wright. And when I say I've been with all these people, it means that every week of 47 years, I've taken a lesson in Pilates for myself. And I've taught it now for 31 years. Um, And I don't know who else has had the luck or the good fortune to be able to to arrange their lives so that they step out of their own studios or out of their own own uh, work and get really worked on and worked with every week. It's just an enormous, enormous uh, gift that I've been able to, to have that way, and it's made me so young and flexible at the age of 76 that, you know, you don't, I don't, don't know what 76-year-old people ought to be like. Sure. And I go and meet with them, and I don't feel like I'm one of them, you know? Right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to, to shrink. You can, you can expand. You can get taller. That's what I'm finding. Because you don't, you don't have to let gravity take you over. So that's a, that's a nutshell of, a, of the training that I've done. Sure. And I've been teaching it for, since 1975, I've been teaching it. Um, and, and <clears throat> oh, oh, I was just I was gonna I was just gonna say that um, it's definitely an inspiration to me as a young instructor to I I, I get private lessons um, as regularly as I can, but to know that you know um, really if I wanted to I, I could set time aside every week to do that. It's a real inspiration to me as a young instructor that you know mm-hmm. to do that because you know it really is nice to kind of step out of your own because it's to have other people's eyes on you is is important mm-hmm. and you learn so much too you learn so much from other yeah. people's uh, what they see and every day well, if you have a good teacher and you pair pair well with someone who's really in, really a good teacher you're you're just going to continually grow 
know, and you need to not do it in your own studio. You really do because you can you can do certain things there by yourself, and you can invent new things by yourself. But there's so much business to do around your own studio and your own house. You know, you just you you need to get away so that the focus is purely on you and your body. And you need to pay for it, too, I really do think, because then the value, you know this is valuable, and you don't fool around with it when you pay right. for it. Absolutely. It's, it's psychologically sound to do that. Yeah. So the next question I have um, is, since you did have a relationship <coughs> with um, Joseph Pilates, did you also have a relationship with Clara as well? Did you work with Clara? Yes, yes. yes. They were always there together, and they had an assistant named Hana in the years that I was there. And um, you, you just you got to know them both well. And Joe was a little bit of a prima donna. You know, he held the floor and didn't do do solid lessons all the way through. By the time I was there, he was seventy nine to eighty five, eighty six. So he was, you know, he was in his golden years. And uh, Clara was never all the time on the floor either. But they had their eye on you, and they were popping in and out of your lessons or your workouts. So, you know, the little jewels that you would get from them all the time. And Clara was was very remarkable. If she came and lay her hands on you, you just never forgot the message that she gave you. Joe was more direct and, um, you know, not so subtle <laughs> and, and, and very supportive, very kind, very supportive. And loved to, we were all like his children, everybody in there working out, they were all like his children. And honestly, Heidi, I don't think he ever knew our names. Very few of us, he never bothered to learn our names. He knew our bodies and he knew who we were. Sure. But Clara was the one who was more in detail. She knew who we were. Right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so I, I, often, I often say that he was the dog and she was the cat. <laughs> That's great. And I understand that you have combined the psyche um, with the Pilates method, and I was wondering if you could give us some more information on how you've done that. Well, um, when I started on, on Pilates at 29, I also started in, in psychoanalysis, Jungian psychoanalysis. In, this was all in New York City. And um, by 1971, um, 70, I'd gone so deep with the psychological work that I turned into a psychoanalyst and it just uh, was it neither I never intended to become a psychoanalyst and I never intended to be a Pilates teacher that I was doing my thing just so fully and came out the other end of both that then it just people came you know it was it was um, it was some a development and an evolution from the inside out with me and so then I, I began, people came to me for dream analysis, and, and I, I was already a safe person to work with because I'd been through mountains of my own dark stuff. Sure. And I was, I was out and through it. So wasn't invested in my ego in this. I was just invested in, in freeing them up to understand themselves better. So I started about 1970, 70, as people just came, and I never had a business card. I never had had an advertisement. Right. And then when they started to come, I was about 41, um, 
one of them, first one that came to me for that work was doing yoga, I was teaching yoga with her. And she got so interested in what she was dreaming and, and um, no, so I'd let her speak about that. And then one day she said, I don't know who you are to me. I don't know if you're your, my yoga teacher, my dream analyst, or my friend. And I said, well, you decide that. You decide, <laughs> and, and whatever you want is fine. And she, next time she came, she said, it's the dream work I want. So she really started formally, the first one, to sit down and really work with the unconscious. Um, and then inside one year, there were 23 people doing that with me. It was just like the mushroom came up. Because I think if you do it from the inside out, Heidi, you, you, you do your own work so thoroughly that uh, you're ready. No, you're ready. You don't have to have somebody else tell you. People tell you by coming to you. Sure. And I, I can teach people that. I, that's one gift I try to give. If you go deep enough into your own self, your own problems, your own your own passions, your own talents, you're going to come out with with a profession that's going to help other people. You don't have to necessarily go to school for things. Sure. You are your own school if you go deep enough. So... You know, that's one of the things I give the young people that are that I'm the analyst of. I give them the courage to to become creative themselves and powerful themselves. So that that's that's good work. So I was doing that all the time. I was doing Pilates, and about uh, when I moved uh, from Connecticut. Well, I didn't leave this house, but uh, my clients were so shrewd. They didn't want to make the trip down to Connecticut. And they said, we have this great space for you up there. And it's very inexpensive. And that would save them, you see, making the trip. So I said, all right. And I put the back of that studio, that little apartment in, and made it into my own private Pilates little gym so that I would have it for me. And then they had to pass by that when they went to the bathroom. And over the, over a year, the, they they just kept asking. Well, it was more about a year or two. They said, "Would you show us something, please, on that?" And um, uh, what do you do here? And and I was with Ramana at that point, and Ramana was just about ready to to try to claim the whole thing for herself. There were some years of pretty serious litigation over sure. Pilates, and and so I went to her, not knowing this at all, just knowing. No, she was my teacher at that point. And I said, what What can I do, Ramana? I have people asking me to show them. And I'd already been doing it for, you know, more than 16 years. Well, she said, I'll ask the board what they say. And I don't know who that was or whether it was just herself or what it was. Sure. The next week she said, she said I, you can do that, she said. Just make your own name up and say you base it on the Pilates method. And so I was probably one and only one that, that she gave permission to start my own place, and and everybody else used that to be suing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was, and so I didn't ever do a big, big competitive thing. But it, to this day, Romana will not join the rest of us. Oh, I see. We're all so many of us are trained with her and trained. There are many, many good teachers now. She won't join them. So that's 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 too bad. That is too bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We all would we would all welcome her to just come and be part of a vast community now. Sure. In this country in America and and also worldwide now. Absolutely. Yeah.
So then, so then, Heidi, yes. when when I became a teacher in 1975 of Pilates, I went I went uh, with two parallel professions for like almost 20 years until that it was quite obvious that the psychoanalyst was now in the in the studio uh, with the Pilates teacher because you can't not see in front of you the whole person. You can't not see what they're stuck on, and, and, you know, I had all the skills to understand the unconscious that where this person was, was bound up. So little by little, that became a, a dual thing, and now I'm very much known for teaching uh, a person from their whole self, so the unconscious comes in on the work. Um, yeah, I... I'm I'm speechless because that's I just <laughs> I think that I just think um you know as a Pilates instructor who's new I really see the value of addressing the whole person and mm-hmm. also with you know just my um my own personal journey I'm also seeing how the method may be the same but the way we deliver it is our own and that's right and, that's right and, and it's that's just correct. yeah and it's and what's so fun about it is that it truly is a way to be creative and and to use your own knowledge of uh, what you've gained, you know, um, through yourself and through the Pilates method. And then from that, what you can help others, you know, just being a guide to them and helping them also find their own personal mm-hmm. self, you know, through yeah, the method. Right. You know, that, and that's, you're, you're thinking of it exactly right, that yeah. it is it's about a person emerging more and more into themselves. So, mm-hmm. so I'm speechless in the sense that... Um, I just think it's an amazing, um, I think it's an amazing thing to combine is it, not even really combining it, right? It's, it's the combination is already there, but to be able to share, yeah, the, the, to be able to share that, yeah, the, the way that you yeah. can, that you can share that with them and, and, and um, help them through that. And my, my other um, question I would like to ask um, based on that is, you know, since you knew Joe, Joe Pilates and Clara, would you, wouldn't you think that they would have wanted Pilates to evolve the way that it has in the sense that, you know, all of us are kind of in this, this exploration and, and ourselves and this exploration with the method and the way that we deliver it to others and it just continues and continues to evolve. Would you say that they would have, um, just from your own personal belief and your own personal knowledge of them, do you think that they would have really thought that that was a great thing, that they would have really, um, do you think they would be well, happy with that? Um, I, I think that when I was with Joe and I was young at it then, I my body was always inventive, and it would make up things uh, beyond what the forms were. And he would notice this, and he never stopped me. Mm-hmm. He always said he always supported me in, in exploring, letting yourself explore, and he just had one rule. You must always be aware of the whole body in everything you do. Every move, you must have the whole body in mind. And that was his one rule. And, you know, and there are overall commitment to your whole life for health and for being conscious of the power of breath and what you're doing with it. I mean, he didn't mean this to be just a series of exercises. He meant this to be a commitment for your whole life. And he he really envisioned, and Clara did, that you could be strong and flexible enough and healthy enough to take on any task at any age if you would would do this, these principles. 
And it's so. It is so. And it means that whether you're standing at the sink or sitting on the toilet or rolling over in bed or running or biking or picking up kitty litter, or <laughs> you are always conscious of alignment. You're always conscious of your whole body. You're always conscious of your breath. You just, you're in, in touch with your body the whole time. That's what he meant. Of course he would have allowed it to continually sure. be explored. And and he would have changed, you know, he didn't have the knowledge we have now about biomechanics and kinesiology. He didn't have those. He, he was not an academic. And not that anyone should be, but the knowledge that's come in that informs the method is enormous. We didn't even know until the middle of the 1990s that you really should achieve a neutral pelvis and live from that. Exactly. The Pilates was flat back. And, you know, that was old-fashioned. I think he would have been persuaded because you can see now by photographs inside the body what works and what doesn't. What flat back, flat back doesn't engage your core muscles and, and neutral pelvis does. You know, things are now proven. So, you know, we're so much luckier than he was. Sure. But he did it, he did it in, intuitively and experientially, and he was very creative and innovative and a kind of inventor. So, you know, he gave us the start, and when you were saying you're interested in classical versus modern, you know, he he gave us what we would call now, people call those forms, classical Pilates. But the body doesn't ever stop exploring, and, uh, you know, you you can't, I think it's wrong to have to keep it set. Yes. And I don't think Joe would have uh, approved of that or Clara either. It's just some of the followers are trying to do that, I think, as a way to have power. Right. And a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's about that. Right. Well, no. I, I am in complete agreement with you. And part of the reason why I wanted to do this series is because there is such a debate out there. And to me, when I hear about the debate and when I... I also experience it among, you know, even within my small community. My ideas are that, you know, like I have said already, is that, you know, the method has its template, but the way that we express what we're teaching, the exploration we go within ourselves, and also with our knowledge of, um, you know, kinesiology and whatnot, I think it's important for us never to say that it's just one way, but that each person is different, each person... You know, we know now, of course, you know, with the neutral spine, what that means and, and how we can engage the core more um, that way. And I think that I think that it's important for people to realize that that, it, you know, our bodies evolve, our thoughts evolve, our creativity evolves. And I think that every the year. every year. Every so the year. So the template is there. And as long as we honor where the method came from, we should also honor the fact that Joseph Plotties was creative. He was innovative. And not only that, but, you know, he came to this method, like you said, he didn't have the, the knowledge that we have today. So for him to have been able to develop what he did. Oh, he was a genius. He was a genius. So, But also yeah. kind of coming back to where you said that we really have this ability within ourselves. None of us really have to go through, like you said, you know, maybe, you know, education in some ways, because the knowledge is really within. 
and I think it's important. Um, well, well, you 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 are born with a with a sense. It's like an, there's a potential when you're born for a whole person to to finally emerge. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. Sure. It, you know, you're born with four. Well, Jung gave us gave us this this wonderful gift of the structure of the psyche, that we each are born the same. We can all have, we have we have four major ways we can know life. You know, we can think, we can feel, we can intuit, and we can sense. And you know, each one knows the whole world through in a different way. Each one has its own quality, and thinking is always opposite to feeling. One is objective, one is subjective, and intuition is always opposite to sensate. Body is sort of fixed and real and practical and here, and intu- intuition is just flying through the air like a sixth sense. Right. So when we have, when we're born, each one of us has two of those functions in the conscious part of us, and two are in the unconscious part of us. And we're also either born an introvert or an extrovert. Now, you go half the life on that thing that's foremost, and then at about 45, the whole thing flips over like a whale, and you start emerging with the lower functions. They start developing. You start to live your life from the things that were impossible to to have the patience to even half deal with in your youth. And an introvert starts to extrovert, an extrovert starts to want to be quiet more, and all those hard, difficult places is where your growth starts to come from. And so eventually, you know, if a person has a sense of self and a creative a creative side and ever pushed that way from within, a whole person can emerge by the end of your life. And so you're seeing these people, you, you yourself, a teacher, and you're seeing these clients who come in, and depending on where they are, what age they are in their lives, if you know their type, you kind of know um, this is what they're going to be easy at. Now, what I really want to challenge and help them with growing is the place that they're, they're having difficulty. I want to get some de- development happening from there. And then the lessons really come alive. Then it's not just easy. It's not just forms. It's not just nice. It's, like, awesome. Right. And so, yeah. So, you know, depending on the type, everybody's stuck, really stuck somewhere. And you feel like you can't even budge this thing till you get to maybe past 40 or 45. You can't even budge it. It's like, like something's got you and you just can't. And if it's a thinker, it's something in the heart. They just can't get relationships to work. They're just scared to death of partners or love. Or, you know, it's terribly difficult to be a thinking up top. Because it's, you just you don't dare feel. Right. And, and if you're if you're a feeler, you're very good at feeling, and these people are lovely clients to work with. But you can't get them to think. <laughs> you know, they're going to use you forever as their brain, and you need to get them to think. Because Pilates is teaching you how to take care of yourself, how to heal yourself, how to rehabilitate yourself, and not just always have to go to the teacher. Right. You know? So, and if you're an intuitive, you're just so brilliant, but you're not even in your body. Right. You're just you're just in such a disconnect that you're hidden and bumping into things all over the place and, and getting injured, and the body's a terrible problem. Well, 
you know that that person coming to Pilates really is coming to the right place because it's a body place. So you know you're helping that one. And then you get a sensate one in who's very good in the body, a dancer, an athlete. You think, well, I don't know, why do they even need me? They seem so fine. But they can't intuit anything. They can't intuit how I could maybe vary this a little or make this a little better. They're just stuck in a structure. They're stuck so much in in the now that they can't envision all the many ways to roam. So everybody's stuck somewhere. And and that's simplistic, but there's there are two places where we're having to work really hard to move it in ourselves, and that's what's in the unconscious. And it's going to try almost to defeat us, you know. Right. Almost the body would be like an enemy for half your life if you're an intuitive, and you just refuse to give up and if, until you can make it your best friend. And that's the process of working with the psyche that... It just deepens the work, you see, Absolutely. and everybody is is engaged in their whole self when they're in there in the studio, and I, I mean they seem to just love it to death. And and when I go to workshops and present how you could teach from here, or where are you in yourself, or what type are you, we never know that time is passing, and we never know when it's the end of the workshop. It is so exciting, and the energy is so strong when you're dealing with the unconscious. So I know that it's needed because I can see the teachers out there eating it up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so, oh, I was just going to say, so to um, the Pilates enthusiasts out there, what would be, um, you know, like, I don't know, something like one line of advice or, <laughs> or to, some... To what was your question, uh, oh, I, I said, I said, so to the Pilates enthusiasts out there, what advice would mm-hmm. you give them, you know, as teachers, as students, as people who are looking into it? Um, you know, just what advice would you give them? Well, you've got to do it. Yes. You know, you've got to get started, and you need to have a discipline. You need to commit to... To it, it's a journey, and it is a deep journey into yourself. And but you know, if they're just going to start, they're they're excited themselves because the body's the body's just titillated to be in all these postures and experiencing all this. And you know, at first the excitement will will carry it, but then you got you know, it's easy to find other things you need to do more than this. You know, if you've got to have a lesson, you've got to pay for the lesson. You've got to, you've got to have a structure. Or you, we won't necessarily give that to ourselves, you know. Yes. If, if people don't necessarily give to themselves what they need, they'll give everything away before they'll do that. So you do need a structure and you need a teacher and you need somebody you can trust. And, you know, you can fish around for a teacher don't even have to stop at the first one. Sure. You know, you can, you can interview teachers. You know, and I find, like, how do people know to come to me? I've never put up a single, now I'm kind of well-known, but I never put up a plaque. I never put, and I don't know, I don't know, it's really spooky, Heidi, <laughs> who, who sends who to you, because you get exactly the right people for right. you. Right. Yeah. It's just very weird. You you could maybe have just had a problem the week before and you're solving yourself and the next week in comes somebody with that problem and you're just ready to help them. You just can't explain it. Yeah. You know, there is a sort of 
there's a, a mystical side to it and how you get your clients. If you're going to be, like you're describing, really your own self and doing it your own way, you're going to find your own people. And But, but uh, the public has got to just start on it. And if they have anything hurting, they really should try Pilates because it's so careful and safe and you can lie down doing it or sit doing it and you're not... You're not. I. You, I don't think mat classes is, are the place to start. I think it's in the studio where you have the springs to help you. you know, and then that's unfortunate. I think Joe would not, not really honor too much that, that people who take two weekends of a mat class workshop and then call themselves Pilates teachers are all over the place teaching. Sure. But they didn't let us teach, ever until we'd done it for ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can do it after, you know, you can even do it through the Internet and nobody's ever seen you. Do you know that? No, I do not. You get a certification through the Internet. I know a teacher in New Haven. She's never been seen by anybody. She has it through the Internet. Now, you know, that part, is a, that part he would say is crazy. Definitely. Because you ought to, before you teach it, learn it. Right. You try to do both at the same time, but... You know that world has gotten away from us in that way. It's it's just happening. So then, know where you where your teacher uh, came from. Know what they're how long they've been doing it. You know it'll be out on the web pretty pretty well. Um, it's getting better, more more uh, structured that way. So you know, I I would have I would be a little careful if you were going to a surgeon. You'd want to know that person was referred well, and yes. I would want to know. I was going to a Pilates teacher who was not just newly right off the press. Sure, absolutely. No. So there are problems out there for new people to have to to they have to scrutinize and they don't have to get someone who only went to the school or only did Ramon or that only they call it the authentic. No, no. Just somebody well schooled who's been doing it a while and you feel that there's a careful approach to it. Not just an aerobic kind of thing. Is that sure. not Pilates? No, I agree. Yeah. Yep. I do. I do intensives now for myself. I. I have. I'm now at the place where I can just put out. You know, if someone wants to come for nine hours, they come from all over the, all over the country, and they're teachers, usually teachers, that that just want to go deeper, and want to go deeper into their own psyche, and want to go deeper into the method. And they get a huge bath of themselves, you know, in two days. And that's a real privilege to get to know a person like that and for them to be able to have that much time spent on themselves, you know. So I love that, I love that I've come to the time in my life where I can offer that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for our conversation. I really appreciate you joining me on the show. Um, well, today. You're, you're lovely, and I'm oh, glad thank you're doing you. this service. Mary, did you want to offer your um, contact information? All right. Okay. Yeah. If if, um, if anybody would like to to see what I look like or what more I do or how many cats I have and etc., um, there's a website www.pilates-marybowen.com. And there's an email address. I'd, I'd love to receive anybody's questions or 
Um, I'm on the email quite a bit. I swore I wouldn't be, and I am. <laughs> That's Mary Bowen, 18, at SBC, S is in Sam, B is in boy, C is in cat, global.net. So, and if they wanted to phone me up, the best phone up would be in, um, in Connecticut. It's 860-663-2111 on a Sunday or a Monday. And see, I'm in three states every week. So, you know, I have lots of phone numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for joining us from today's show. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. Or we gave Mary Bowen's contact information. We will definitely include those in the show notes. And just thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to have all of you listeners out there. I love getting emails. I love hearing about your stories. And let's hear more from you on on what your views are in regards to um, Pilates and how it's changed your life and what your views are on the, the change that Pilates has come into if you're knowledgeable about that. So again, thank you for joining me on the show. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. Mm-hmm.